Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. My name is uh, Father Daniele, and I'm joined by Josh Sullivan. Hello. Welcome to you, Josh. Thank you. And uh, over here, I got Matt Van Milligan. Matthew, welcome to you. Hello. Uh, freshly shaven. Yes. Yeah, freshly shaven and uh, looking good, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we still got some going, going on, on, some scruff yeah. going on. Uh, listen, I want to talk to you guys today about something that, uh, you know, can be confusing for people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's 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 public revelation, okay? Like, so we have scripture, we have tradition, those sort of things. Then there's private revelation, like things that come uh, through prayer or through people's own experience of God, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you always have in the parish, as a priest in the parish, you always have people come up and say like, well, how come we don't do this devotion, or, or how come we don't, uh, you know, p- uh, print copies of this brochure mm-hmm. that talks about, you know, this t- shrine or this miracle or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And, you know, I mean, the church is so large, the church is so big that, uh, you know, you have a lot of people who come to you with different things. And for me, it's like, okay, well, you know, the mass majority of people obviously are, are familiar with the scriptures and the tradition of the church, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but there's a bunch of private revelations that come. Like, what weight does it bear? Like, do we have to believe in all these things? Or does it have to be part of our, our practice of faith? Does the parish have to uh, put on these uh, different devotions and, and promote these different miracles or whatever it might be? So I, I thought we would talk about a little bit about that today. Perfect. Because there has been some private revelation that's been really popular, right? Like Fatima, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fatima. Uh, you know, Mary appeared to the three children. Yeah, uh, became a Netflix movie. Well, I think it was a movie. Now, now it's on Netflix. I yeah. think <laughs> it, it wasn't a Netflix movie, uh, but there's popularity there for sure, right? And people are like so excited about Fatima, which I mean, that's fantastic, yeah. and they, maybe they should be here. Our Lady Guadalupe, Guadalupe, another one. Yeah, perfect, right. perfect example. Then there's like controversial ones, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't know if, if maybe some people have heard of Medjugorje. Yeah. Right. Like that yeah. has some controversy, controversy. Mm-hmm. behind it. Attached. So I thought, you know, between, you know, Matt's wisdom and uh, Josh's <laughs> experience. <laughs> we can get dive into this we a little bit. We can get into this topic a, a, a little bit. Right? Um, yeah. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, there are, um, I think a lot of the, you would say, maybe not necessarily the controversy, uh, but a lot of the confusion is that like you, you hear about these things in a context where you're not actually sure, you know, what, what, what the faithful are required to accept right um um even even in our uh, one of our recent rcia sessions um one of our our candidates asked like uh we were talking about sacred scripture and how it is kind of the definitive revelation um and they were saying well like uh could there be uh you know another testament we we're talking about the difference between the old testament and the new testament mm-hmm. like could there be another a new like book a of the bible testament. yeah a third <laughs> testament and like that's a really interesting question yeah. um um, and, you know, we go to the catechism and we say, like, there there are no additional sources of definitive revelation. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, the word become flesh in Christ and sacred scripture are our definitive sources of revelation. So mm-hmm. that, you know, is complete um, in its own right. Um, but, you know, how do we reconcile that to the fact that, you know, there have been private revelations since um, and many of these, you know, that the church has recognized or endorsed, um, you know, how do you sift between kind of 
um, you know, what, what we're required to accept, um, what we have the option of, you know, having a private devotion to, um, and, you know, uh, other situations where, you know, the, the church has disapproved these um, revelations and we're actually required to reject those. So yeah, I like what he would say because, like, there can be no new public revelations, in a sense. Mm-hmm. But, but the church can, how do you say that, like, deepen its understanding. Mm-hmm. Strive to understand deeper. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. The, the existing public revelation. Our, our, our Lady of Lourdes, uh, or St. Bernadette, would be a perfect example of that in, in the uh, private revelation of Immaculate Conception. The church was battling this thing going on and trying to understand deeper the Immaculate Conception. What is the Immaculate Conception? And uh, while the bishops and the cardinals and, and Rome, or well, I don't know if it was Rome, but the the uh, authorities of the church at the time were battling this in some far-off country, um, this little uh, shepherd girl, this little girl, <laughs> has a vision of this woman who says, I am the Immaculate Conception. And the church then starts to, like, how does she know these words? Yeah. How, does she, like, how does she understand this title and this stuff that's, that's being battled in the, in the country, like, way far away? And then, and then all of a sudden, again, the, the lady, the apparition, the, the appearance of Our Lady, then instructs the girl to dig and and a fountain springs forth and people are being healed by this fountain and like so it was the it was god's way of revealing through private revelation but that this is a direction that he may you know like the church had a deeper understanding than what exactly they were battling over what the immaculate conception was mm-hmm. we already had the idea we already kind of knew but we were trying to battle what, what what were the parameters if you will to put the immaculate conception in and it was through this private revelation that the church kind of got some understanding, deeper understanding maybe of the faith or deeper understanding of what was, what to teach. Mm-hmm. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it just didn't come out of the blue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and there's a, um, there's a process associated with it. It's like it, uh, when we were talking about, um, Eucharistic miracles, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not as though somebody, you know, claims to have had this experience or claims to have, you know, witnessed this thing and, you know, the church just green lights it, gives it a check mark, and says, "Okay, yeah, this is <laughs> Good, this is yeah. yeah, way to go." Um, but there, no, you, you there's actually a, a discernment process. So one one of the things, um, you know, at Divine Mercy especially is that um, one of one of the criteria, one of the things they look at is what is, what is the fruit of this revolution uh, yes. r- revelation, um, uh, and you know, uh, especially when there's. Um, uh, like something like the Immaculate Conception, like mm-hmm. does this contradict what any the church teaches, what, what the yeah. church churches as revelation? Like does yeah. this you know does this correlate to the deposit of faith? Um, and you know that all of these things working together help to establish its validity. And this is part of the process that the church goes through in actually verifying. These, yeah, what what is that called again? That was the nor. Uh, what was that called? The, all the the steps that they go through. Yeah. So well, um, the. In I believe 1978, yeah. um, the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith um, established specific norms for the discernment right, of apparitions norms. and and private revelations. Yeah. Um, but again, the, in this case, it's affirming a process that the Church has gone through already uh, for yes. for for hundreds of years. Good stuff. And that, can I maybe just break this down a little bit because yeah. private revelation, right? I see it as like uh, both a if I can break down private revelation into a personal mm-hmm. private revelation mm-hmm. and maybe, um, I don't want to say public because that would confuse it with the public revelation, right? But you know what I mean? Like a, sort of a, a larger scale revelation that's still private. Because 
each one of us in our prayer, when we mm-hmm. encounter Jesus, yes. have some sort of private revelation. Yeah. Yeah. And the goal or the maybe the fruit, I should say, of that individual private revelation is that our faith is deepened yeah. and we become more Christ-like. We become disciples. We tell people about like how when we encounter God or, or how we feel called by God to do this or that or, or whatever it might be, yeah. right? In the same way, like private revelation that is on a larger scale, not so much as an individual, mm-hmm. is is to do the same, right? Yeah. Like yeah. no, like a private revelation, like let's say when Mary appears, yeah, it's to draw it. It draws people and those who hear about it and those who know about it into, into a deeper faith. Yeah. Like that's the purpose of it, mm-hmm. right? For sure. For sure. Okay, so those are sort of two. I don't know uh, things to break down from 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 private revelation. Yeah. Now the thing that bothers me a little bit, mm-hmm. and you can't help it. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not criticizing it. But like you look at these places with large private revelations, like let's say Fatima or Lourdes or, or yeah, whatever, exactly. you know, they turn into these markets. Markets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They turn into these it's big a selling point. spots for tourists. Yep. And and when you go there, it's like, boo, this is a it's it's become something that's, you know, uh, commercialized. Commercialized. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm not criticizing it because, of course, there's a there's a there's a need for that. Mm-hmm. People want to go to Lourdes and buy a statue of Mary. People want to go to, or take yeah. water home. Yeah. Right. People want to go to Fatima and and, and do the same thing. Yeah. Um, so of there, course, there's a market for that, and I'm sure I don't know. Maybe the money goes to help sisters or yeah. charities. Or, I don't know. I, I you know. Well, I think I think that's where things break down. It would be like if it was if it was that this was going towards helping the donation of building St. Joseph's Oratory or you know those types of things. Right. Then that's a different kind of story. But what happens is is humanity strikes, yeah. and so and so where whereas and people want to buy a rosary, commercially you're filling a need by giving them a rosary from. Lords or from Our Lady Fatima. Yes. But at the same time, now you're, how do I market this? How do I yes. sell this? If I can get three, like, it becomes more a marketing game. How do you get more out there? And, and I mean, your purpose could be all good, but it is a commercial game, right? Yeah. It is. Right. And so it becomes more about the selling. And what happens is when businesses step in and marketing steps in and faith takes a backseat to that commercialization, that's when it becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. But I think in the, in the, in the hints of, of Fatima and Lords, yeah. revelation happened and then it became commercialized. Yes, of Does course. Does that make sense? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And yeah. and that's why I don't. I'm not criticizing it because it's just yeah. it's it's sort of uh, you know yeah, it's yeah. what happens. Well, it's I, sort of. I think from a from a non-Catholic point of view, or let's say an atheist that point was of my view. Point. Yeah. From looking from the outside, outside like, in. Wow! No kidding. They said Mary appeared right here. Look what. It's of course, the church economy. is supporting. Look at this. Right. Like they're exactly. making all this money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But on the other side, like I'd fall right into it. Like I'm not going all the way to Lourdes and not buying a, a souvenir. A souvenir, <laughs> you know. I, I'm not going yeah. to Fatima, you yeah. know, and, and not buying anything. Like I, I'd participate right in it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, th- I think what you said is is the kind of material point that, yeah. of, of of course, and you know, anyone who's experienced these, um, that you know, these have become approved. Uh, apparitions mm-hmm. and because of that they've become pilgrimage sites for yes. for the faithful yeah. right. um and you know there's a human element where you know the the souvenir market sees an opportunity here or even even giving the benefit of the doubt that mm-hmm. you know some of these um might might be ministries and that you know the 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 profits generated may go back into um but again this this becomes really complicated when you know one of these sites becomes a um you know a commercial enterprise before it's approved mm-hmm. um before because um coming back to the the 1978 norms 
um, is that you know one of it, it, it lays out positive and negative criteria. So mm-hmm. one of the positive criteria is that um, as a pilgrimage site, it, it's generating you know a lot of positive spiritual fruit. Um, mm-hmm. That there's you know um, good outcomes um, um, in terms of vocations, in terms of um, you know renewal of the spiritual life. One of the negative criteria is this kind of profiteering mentality that it, it that there can be the perception that you know commercial interests or market interests are driving kind of the the, the revelation need, the need, yes yeah. the need yeah. for approval of of the site so um of the examples that you gave something like lords and fatima were established First. and approved um you know uh pilgrimage sites um before you know this this kind of market even <laughs> what would even even, even, even but, the idea of fatima like the there's thousands of people that saw the miracle of the sun yeah. we've talked about this on the episode on the podcast before but thousands of people seeing this miracle happen before them yeah but it wasn't a commercial thing it wasn't like they're selling tickets to it right no, anybody showed up and saw it yeah uh, and like that the yeah. images of people that gathering at the end yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah. Wasn't yeah people being like come on get your rosaries you can only or, see the miracle what? of the sun if you pay me 10 bucks exactly. you know that kind of thing yeah. Yeah. so okay but what my question is what so we're talking about things that are approved and then have become like yeah. tourist attractions what is an example of something that's maybe not been approved and is becoming an attraction or or is an attraction yeah. i think medjugorje is a perfect example of that and that's where kind of there's the controversy around medjugorje for for, for a couple of reasons so if you don't know the story of medjugorje uh basically 10 i think it was 10 students altogether, 10 visionaries mm-hmm. um seers as they seers call as they're called yeah. them okay yeah. uh, 10 10 children uh were stepping outside to uh, try to uh, steal smoke, okay, yeah, and, and, and they totally admit it. I mean, these visionaries are still alive, uh, but they they were stepping outside. To, the year is 1981. 1981. Yes. They step outside. They see Our Lady uh, appeared before them. Doesn't say she doesn't say anything. They they don't communicate. They just they see it, and apparently all ten see the, uh, Our Lady. And so what they do is they 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 until until it stops, they watch, and then they 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 leave the site and they talk about it amongst themselves, and then they come back the next day. And Our Lady's there again. And then eventually what happens is she starts speaking to them. Um, and as as the stories go around Medjugorje, that she started talking to them 40 years ago and has a message, has talked to them every single day since then. And sometimes she has private words for them, their own personal. Sometimes she has words to the world. Uh, and sometimes it's just to the area. She told the Medjugorje area that she would like to, them to stop uh, selling tobacco, which is their main source of industry. And they switched over that year until grapes and sell wine. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it was a big one. I didn't know that. Um, so th- things like that, that I mean, kind of That's happened. the reason they discovered Mary. <laughs> <laughs> they were smoking tobacco. There was I mean. a little bit of wacky tobacco going on. No, no, but for sure, the I think, I think so in that area. So um, the church then has to step up and, and, and take when you start seeing Jesus on toast, for instance, to right. kind of give that example, Jesus on toast, the church steps in and has to make a, a, an authoritative declaration. Okay, this is just a weird piece of burnt toast. Right, it's marble toast. It's marble toast, exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's not, the, you, you, what you're seeing is, is a cloud formation in the sky type thing, right. not not necessarily a revelation. But for, for this one in particular, it's very, it's very difficult, I think, for the church to make an official... Um, a stance, and part of the reason is because the bishop there at the beginning kind of had a flip flopped a little bit. He he first said, "Okay, it's okay to practice," and then he said, "No, it's not okay." And then the Vatican backed him up, and then and so then it, the then they were the church at one time was declaring that this wasn't authentic, 
And then they said, well, it's not authentic until we can get more studies into it. And so then they looked further into it and they, and they, they kind of went back and forth a little bit. But I think one of the biggest problems that happened was it was declared to be a miracle, even though the bishop had said no. <laughs> it was declared and some of the local area started declaring it to be this miracle and these visions and that stuff was happening. And Mary was speaking on a very specific basis. And so people ignored the church's authority on the matter. Mm. And like, basically you don't get a say in this. We're doing this anyways. Okay. I have a question for you then. Yeah. Like Mary appears. Yeah. Right. Um, someone sees Mary. Let's, yeah. let's, let's say, uh, you know, Mary appeared to us yeah. when we walked yeah. out of the studio today. Why does the church have to affirm it? Like, why can, why, you know what I mean? Like, what is, yeah. why does the church have to affirm? Why does someone say, well, take that to the Catholic church then? Yeah. Yeah. The answer is like, technically that they don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, you know, if, if an individual has a private revelation, that, that is just for them. Like the, the same way you were saying that, you know, we can, we can have revelations in prayer right. um, that are for us. Yeah. We don't so take revelations all of them to the Pope. That, yeah. yeah. So, um, but if someone is making a claim that a revelation has public implications that a revelation is for the church um then again according to the like the 1978 norms um that the um the local uh, ecclesiastical authority has an obligation to investigate those claims Which because is- they're making a claim that this is for the whole church that this isn't personal this is this for is public for all so for all so there's there's an onus on on the the, the church itself to make make uh, some sort of declaration about whether or not this is valid because the implications are that you know people should or should not um, you know Follow accept. This. So it. essentially, then at Medjugorje, which is in Bosnia Herzegovina, yeah, yeah. right? Um, these people took their revel- took their the vision of Mary. Yeah. They came and shared with it. Uh, they came and shared it with people. They kind of brought more people to the site, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So in this sense, it's now affecting the larger public, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just a private revelation for their yeah. individual the, lives. And so the bishop gets involved. They're also claiming that Mary has a message for the world, and right. so and so and so when they have private, yeah. private that that and they and they claim both. They claim that like the, some of these words are just for us, right? Um, one of the things with Medjugorje is that they claim that there's 10 secrets that Our Lady revealed to all all the visionaries. Some of them have received all 10. Uh, I think a couple of them are waiting on the 10th secret. And once all the 10 secrets are revealed to all the visionaries, then those things are going to start happening. And so they're allowed to reveal to us at, at that time. And, and, but I mean, there's, there's a bunch of, the, so here's the problem that I have. And it, and, and it is the problem that I have with, there's the authority of the church. And when the God granted the authority of the church here on earth and what you bind on earth is bound in what is it, you know, and he gave the church that authority to, to say, so when Mary was appearing, if the local bishop was to put a lid on it, if you look back at all the faithful saints, St. St. Therese, um, uh, Padre Pio, all those, they listened to the authority of the church. Mm -hmm. It didn't mean that the miracles stopped happening, but like Padre Pio did not celebrate uh, publicly yeah when he there's was... something to say about obedience exactly and yeah. so he was doing that what what happened in Medjugorje was it, it kind of became a ignore the bishop listen to let's, us let's go we, we the got the direct yeah. source here you know we we're talking directly to mary now it wasn't necessarily from the visionaries that themselves it was other people around it so it became commercialized and people and so the problem that the church has is they can't declare they have they have, they're caught behind a between a rock and a hard place they can't declare this a be to be authentic while it's still going on because the visionaries could maybe go off the path and say something that's completely contract 
contrary to what the Catholic Church mm-hmm. teaches. Because they're still receiving messages to uh, this day. Is uh, that uh, correct? Uh, yeah, exactly. They're still receiving. Now, some of them are only receiving it on their birthdays. Some of them are only receiving gotcha. it. Some of them are still receiving daily messages. And so it's it's kind of at this point. This is like, this is forty years later. So they're, they're in their fifties and sixties. These visionaries, um, and and so it's it's still happening. And so the church can't make a declaration that this is authentic or not, but they can't mm. say it, it, there's so much going on there, and people are coming and 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 worshiping, and and there is fruits coming from this place of worship. Yeah, there's a lot of conversions yes. happening. That was the, my next question. It's yeah. like okay, so even with even that th- there's a bit of controversy there because like you said i think the bishop sort of went, was like yes these visions are no, okay and then no we don't yeah. th- we don't think that they're legit or whatever uh, but so there's a controversy wrapped in the whole thing mm-hmm. and then at one time the vatican had said something about uh you know sort of adding to the confusion like well, Matt says i should use confusion instead of controversy right yeah, yeah. confusion yeah. but now there are people who f- who who flock to Medjugorje. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this shrine, for this holy place, yeah. and leave changed. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, I have a good friend of mine who who, who really uh, you know loved his experience there. I think he went there a number of times, started a peace movement yeah. you know, because of it. Like, people are changed. So yeah. God is, is sort of working here, yeah. right? So I don't think that's the confusion. Mm-hmm. The confusion is... so, And I believe, if I'm correct, yeah. Pope Francis... His position on the, on the matter was because I I believe that Pope Benedict started sent, he sent he sent an envoy to yeah. what, what was to happening was you had you had the bishop saying one thing and then the Catholic community around Medjugorje saying a completely other thing and so there was so the Vatican now is stepping in to try to put things right right and so they were looking at all the words that were said over forty years yes every single day like that's a lot of stuff to go through and having to look at every single like Fatima what was three visions. Or four visions. I can't remember exactly. There was a couple visions, but yeah. the words that Our Lady said was only those three. So the church can look at that and go, okay, we got these three things or four things or five things to analyze that Our Lady said. And is this true? It goes with the Catholic Church. There's nothing against the Catholic Church or the Catholic, not the Catholic Church, nothing against the teachings that we know. Yeah. You know, like like to make it authenticated. Mm-hmm. Well, they have 40 years of content to go through that that 10 people are receiving every single day. Right. So, like, I mean, it's up a until lot. a point, that's a lot of material. So Pope Benedict starts the investigation. Yeah. Pope Francis inherits it because mm-hmm. of the yes. transition in uh, in the papacy in 2013. And, and I believe uh, uh, Pope Francis's position on it was that because there are still people being sort of moved by mm-hmm. God, they're mm-hmm. encountering God, that that can sort of continue, right? And, yeah. and people can still like it's it's like because I there was an understanding at a time if I'm if I'm not mistaken a number of years ago like the Vatican was or, or some of the bishops were saying like it's not okay for Catholics to go to Medjugorje because right? the bishop had said yeah. no this the is bishop, not the local of the bishop. area said this is not and they weren't obeying right and so because of that if you're listening yeah. to the through the authority of the church then it should have stopped and that's where yeah. it kind of gets really sketchy yes. you know yeah at, at this point it would be very difficult for the church to make a definitive pronouncement on the validity of Medjugorje because yes. effectively you're you're if you if it's a definitive rejection um, it you're would say hurting that, the people that, and, yeah. and you're saying that like ever, ever uh, the, the <laughs> experiences that people have had have really been kind of a byproduct of 40 years of fraud. Yeah. Um, but on the positive end that, you know, a, a blanket endorsement of Medjugorje as, you know, uh, putting it on the level of kind of public veneration of something Fatima, like the Lords or Fatima or, yeah, yeah. or something like that. 
kind of disregard some of the irregularities, like the disobedience to ecclesiastical authorities, um, the secrets. Um, yeah. That um, um, that there's um, uh, when you're talking about public. Um, uh, generation public revelation yeah. um, that you know this according to uh, uh, Dave Verbum dogmatic constitution on um, the word of God yeah, yeah. Um, and you know the um, uh, the the catechism article sixty six and sixty seven yeah. that you know if if revelation is complete you know um, individuals possessing you know secret knowledge about or insights about yeah. you know uh, revelation like this looks like gnosticism this looks like a lot of the practices yeah. that a lot of the the early church fathers condemned um and you know e- even in fatima there are secrets associated with fatima yeah but these are for the pope these That's are right. for the church these are for the kind of magisterial governance of the church so yeah. some of the irregularities of Medjugorje are kind of nuanced and complicated that you know a blanket endorsement or even an outright rejection would be very difficult for the church to maintain so in response like the envoy that was kind of uh renewed in i think 2017 Mm -hmm. um they're they're taking a more nuanced response so they're saying that you know um you know it's possible and even likely that kind of the initial revelations yes um you know were were supernatural in nature exactly um you know are you know approved but again given the the complication of the commercial aspect or you know the continued revelation there isn't enough information to verify um and you know that's further complicated by the fact that the local ecclesiastical authority that they've had differing positions on this over time as well. Hmm. And, yeah. and, and if you look at Fatima with the secrets, because I know there's Fatima secrets, there's Medjugorje secrets. Fatima, when when the children were asked what the secrets were, they wrote them down and they gave them to the priest. Mm-hmm. Like they they, they were divulged, obedient. they were yeah. obedient to the authorities of the yeah. church. You know what I mean? Even the, Our Lady said, don't, we can't share these secrets. And, and the priest ordered them to. And then they, they were obedient. They gave mm-hmm. those secrets over. Yeah. And so the church knows what those secrets were. And that, the church didn't, share them necessarily until you know at certain times um but for Medjugorje like there there's these the, again just some ideas now, I agree I think I I love when you look back at what the church has said now and saying we believe that this started authentically like this was Mary and then but then we can't say what happened after mm-hmm. because there are some irregularities there that we don't know how to reconcile yet mm-hmm. now maybe they'll come in the next 5, 10, 15 years, maybe we'll be able to reconcile these yeah. and we'll figure out how to. But at this moment, we can't declare, as you said, we're not going to declare it false yeah. because that means every person's experience that they have. And and and, and I've heard from people who have gone, it's like a, uh, it's a boost to your Catholic faith on steroids almost. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you go and you're just like, there's confession everywhere and there's this, that, and the other. And people are having conversions. At the same time, like God is going to, if your heart is open, if you're going to Medjugorje for a conversion, mm-hmm. he's going to talk to you. I yeah. mean, like your, your heart is open for that. He's going to use that. Um, and so um, not saying again that it's false yeah. or, 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 or real. Like it just, that it's a private thing. If you're open to it and, and it takes you going on a pilgrimage. Yeah. And, and we wouldn't want to invalidate no, someone's exactly. legitimate spiritual experience 100% not, no. um, and it would be enormously presumptuous of us to claim to have you know the knowledge, knowledge or the insider yeah. um, <laughs> when the church c- is still committing the same it. sort of like yeah. gnostic exactly. gnostic fallacy now, yeah that yeah, you, what you just said about invalidate someone's spiritual uh, experience yeah again we're keeping the framework that it's not uh, surpassing something that the church exactly. teaches, yeah. right? That's right. You know, someone who says, oh, I had a spiritual moment that, 
you know, a, a tree right. spoke to me and said it was Jesus or something like that. Yeah. That's yeah, not yeah. what we're talking That's about. That's not what we're talking about. No. Okay, so just to wrap up here, I have a final sort of uh, yeah. thing. Now, what if someone says, I don't believe that Mary appeared at Fatima or I don't believe that uh, yeah. the visions the uh, are, are, are whatever it might yeah. be. You know, I don't, I don't I, for me, that's not for me. Like, I'm a practicing Catholic. I'm a church attending Catholic. I love the Lord. I'm living my life as a yeah. disciple. But I'm I'm not really sold on the idea that Mary appeared at Lourdes or or wherever. We talked about dogma, uh, doctrine before. Yes. Yeah, private revelation would fall under discipline, I believe. Right? Would fall under that category. Yes. Yeah. And and that's completely fine because you know the the, the catechism specifies that private revelations, even even public venerations, yeah. um, are not considered part of the deposit of faith. Therefore, the incumbent, oh, sorry, the faithful are not obliged to to accept them to believe them too um but it it is um e even in the case of you know approved apparitions yeah. and approved uh revelation um but in the case where the church does offer kind of a definitive repudiation of you know someone claiming to um see mary in their marble rye right or um yeah, yeah, that, yeah. like then then the faithful are obliged to reject that Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it goes back to like you keep mentioning the Catechism sixty six and sixty seven, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Like the teaching there says that because throughout the ages there have been private revelations, some of which have been recognized by the authority of the church, they do not belong, however, to the deposit of faith. Yes. Which means, uh, you know, it's not their role to to prove for us about Jesus or whatever it might be. Like, so we don't. We're not. A, um, we're not required to no, assent no. to them, especially if they're if they're authenticated by the church. They're there to enhance your faith, yeah. But they're not there required for your faith, right? Does that make sense? And I, I think I think you know something like uh, I, the, the Fatima story. I love, I love, like yeah. just when you hear that, like it's beautiful, just, it's beautiful, yeah. It's just so and dive into it. I mean, that's the, the authenticated visions of the church that the church has, has said yes to. They've done their work, so that's why they have no problem stepping up and saying, like, there's no problem with Fatima. There's right. no problem with Lourdes. Right. They've done their investigation they've checked it all out there's no way sir saint bernard could possibly have known about yeah. i am the Macchia conception going on wrong like mm -hmm. they've done their homework on this so they have no problem saying yeah no this is authentic mm -hmm. and they won't declare we're not saying medjugorje is one way or another they won't declare i can tell you right now they won't declare medjugorje to be authentic until it is finalized over. yeah until, until it's, it's over. over until the visionaries have probably deceased i'm going to imagine uh, mm -hmm. only because then mary's no longer appearing to them um, that kind of thing. They they cannot. They cannot because if one of them was to come out and say something completely contrary, it would you know. So they won't. Mm -hmm. The church will wait until the entire season is over. All right. Well, uh, I hope that you know you and, and Matt and uh, myself we continue to have individual private revelations and encounters with God. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, for sure. and, if, and if anyone out there has maybe a story about a real encounter with Jesus or maybe a you know an encounter with Mary. Uh, send it to us. That'd be really cool to, to hear. So send it to us. Uh, or if you have uh, any questions about what we talked about today, you can uh, send it. We'll send out a clarification or any ideas for a future episode to ask us at the Catholic buzz.com, or you can visit our website at the Catholic buzz.com or leave a comment right on our Facebook, uh, Instagram, and TikTok. And you know what? You can tell your friends and family about the Catholic Buzz podcast as well. My name is Father Daniele. For Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan, thanks for tuning in to the Catholic Buzz.